Hi, my name's Kaylin. And I'm Amy. Amy came to me with this idea not that long ago to make a podcast. It wasn't something I'd ever really thought of before, but as soon as she came to me with the idea, I was right away excited about it. She wanted to spread the word of God to other young girls and just really show them how much their life can change. Yes, and so we decided to call our podcast Faithful and Fearless, where we can replace fear with faith. And what we are trying to do is just tell other teenage girls just how that they can be so faithful that they don't even have to worry about fear. God has changed our lives in so many ways, and we are so excited to share our stories with you and just help bring you closer to God in your own way and in your own time. Yes, and this episode, we are going to share our testimony and how we came to know God as our personal Savior. So I really hope you guys enjoy this. So here we go. Let's get started. I grew up going to church. Although being so young, I never really understood everything to the capacity of what it was. I never had a youth group. I never had Christian friends. I never had anybody I could talk about those things with. It was just something that was in my head. Or so it seemed anyway. When I was younger, kids would ask me, are you Christian? I would gladly say yes. But as I got older, they began to ask me as a way to make fun of me, not because they actually respected me or were interested. Because of that, I began to hide the fact that I was Christian. I decided to laugh with them at the jokes they were telling. I was ashamed of it and it wasn't something I wanted to talk about or admit to. When I was 11, we stopped going to church altogether. And after that, I fell into a really dark path. When I was 14, I became really depressed. I started to fight with my parents. My relationship with my friends were so on and off. My relationship with myself was terrible. I turned to the wrong people for love and support and guidance. I turned to the wrong people to feel good about myself and feel like I had worth. I disrespected my body and I let people say things and do things to me that I really shouldn't have. The loneliness and the depression ate me up so bad, I didn't know if I'd ever move on from it. There was this part of me that felt like was missing, but I never really quite knew how to fill it. When I was 16 though, I got a boyfriend. I liked him so much when I first met him, and I was so excited to meet his parents. But I remember his mom, his mom was adamant that all of her kids dated Christians. And I was ashamed of the fact that I didn't consider myself Christian anymore. I hadn't gone to church in years, and I didn't like to talk about God. But I knew that if I wanted to date her son, I had to do it. So I told my mom that we had to go back to church. So out of fear and guilt and embarrassment, I started going back to church. He went to a Christian school in this big, beautiful church. His family were so strong in their faith. So were his friends. I remember being so inspired by them and thinking, 
I can't believe I hid this faith all these years. I can't believe I was ashamed of talking about God because these people do it so openly. And it was beautiful. I remember thinking, you know what? I want to be a daughter of God. I want to be a Christian. I want to be strong in my faith just like these people. I really struggled with how to do it. And eventually at one point, I just gave up and I started pretending because I knew it was important to my boyfriend and to his family. I wanted to be strong in my faith, but I just really didn't know how. Eventually the chance came to go to Bible camp with him. And the only reason I went was because I didn't want to be alone without him, without talking to him or seeing him for so long. So I decided to go. Not because I actually wanted to strengthen my relationship with God at all. But when I got to camp, my boyfriend didn't talk to me. It was like he was embarrassed to even be seen with me. It really bothered me, but I tried to focus on the messages at chapel every day. I tried to focus on the new friends I was making, and the singing, and the praying. I tried to focus on learning how to open up about my faith and talking about God and Jesus. And something really changed in me that summer at camp. Then I remember one night, there was an impact night, where they put on a bunch of skits. Skits about strengthening your relationship with God, what it means to be Christian, and not being ashamed of the fact that you're Christian. They really moved me a lot, and I remember my boyfriend was one of them. I remember seeing his face up there looking so lifeless. I just wanted to go up there and hug him, but there was nothing I could do. Afterwards, we were told we could stay and pray. I kept thinking he would come over and find me and ask me if I was okay, but he just left. Some girls came over and asked if they could pray with me. I was bawling my eyes out at that point, but I said okay. When she was done praying, I I said my own prayer. I'm not quite sure what made me do it that night, but something inside me really moved, and I gave my life to God sitting on that cold concrete floor. When I stood up, I felt so weightless. I felt so peaceful. I felt renewed. One of the girls told me that my boyfriend was waiting for me in the lounge next door. So I went over, and when I walked into the room, he was sitting on the couch by himself, his elbows on his knees and his fingers laced behind his neck. He was shaking and he was crying. I carefully walked over and sat down beside him. I grabbed his hand in mine. The conversation we had would have broken me ten minutes before, but I knew that God was there. I could feel his presence. I remember saying to him afterwards that I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what the future looks like for you or for me or for us, but whatever happens, I know we're going to be okay. I have faith. And he just looked at me and said, I love you. And that was the last time he ever said those words to me aloud. We broke up a few weeks later, and I can truthfully tell you, if I hadn't have given my life to God that night at camp, my life would either be so much different right now, or I wouldn't even be sitting here at all. The heartbreak was unbearable, but I had God with me, and I was able to walk through it every step of the way. There was a reason God sent me to camp. There was a reason 
that God put me through the heartache that he did. He was drawing me in closer and he was telling me that I needed him. And he was right, I did need him. I am so thankful for all of the bad things that happened to me. It sounds ridiculous, but I really am. Because without those bad things that taught me hard lessons and shaped me into who I am today, my life would be so much different right now. I'm still learning, still growing, and still building, still strengthening my relationship with God, but you can be sure that I'm enjoying every single moment of it. Everything really does happen for a reason, and God is so, so good. is my testimony. So I grew up with both of my parents being Christians. So that meant I went to church every Sunday where I got stickers if I said my memory verse, I got to see my friends. So I really enjoyed going to church. And then I also went to a camp in the States because my dad directed there. And in both places, I learned a lot about a man named Jesus, but I wasn't quite sure who he really was and why we were still learning about him all these years after his life. So on my fifth birthday, when my parents and I were going on a vacation, my dad was signing into the hotel and I decided to ask my mom a whole bunch of questions about who Jesus was and why he's so important that we're still learning about him. My mom told me that we, God made us and we were sinful and we could not enter into a relationship with him because of our sin. But God loved us so much that he gave his son to die for us so that we could be with him and that he wants us to believe that Jesus died for our sins so that one day we can be with him in heaven. Well, heaven sounded like a pretty great place, so I decided that then I would ask Jesus into my heart. But at this time, I couldn't really read the Bible. I, I went to church but really my main focus was seeing my friends and so I felt that this time I was not really growing in my faith. I mean I was only five years old. So I decided that I probably didn't do it right. I was still sinning like I don't know if this is all that my parents say it is. So I decided that every single year I'd ask Jesus into my heart and so I kept asking Jesus into my heart until one day my dad walked in to my room and he saw that I was asking Jesus into my heart and he's like, um, Amy, didn't you already ask Jesus into your heart? Like, why are you asking him again? And I told him that I'm still sinning. Like, how can I go to heaven if I'm still sinning? But God explained to me that even though we ask Jesus into our heart, we're still going to sin. We're still going to mess up. But because of Jesus, God forgives us when we sin. And so even though we do sin and it doesn't make God happy, God still loves us and we can still have a relationship with him because we ask Jesus into our heart, because we believe that Jesus is the Savior. And so my dad told me this verse is John 10, 28. And he says, and Jesus says, I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. 
So when we have a relationship with Jesus, no one can snatch us out of God's hand. We always have a relationship with Jesus. So growing up after that, I thought I had a pretty good relationship with Jesus. I mean, I would read my Bible, started to become a teenager. I was starting to go to youth conferences and being a camper at camp. And I felt like everywhere I went, the speaker I was listening to recited the same verse, which is Matthew 7, 21 and 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you depart from me you who practice lawlessness. That verse scared me. I was so scared that even though I asked Jesus into my heart and even though I know no one can snatch me out of his hand, what if I said it wrong? What if I didn't actually ask Jesus into my heart and all these thoughts kept coming to my head and I was so scared like I really wanted to have a relationship with God. Like I really loved God. He was he's so amazing. Like he created the whole earth. And, of course, I didn't want to go to hell. So I was terrified. I remember I, all the time, all these doubts would be going through my head. Not that if, like, God was real, because I knew that God was real. But if I had said the prayer right, if I really am a follower of God, like, what if I believe that I am, but then he's going to say, depart from me, for I never knew you. I was, this battle went on for a long time until I, one time my camp counselor bonnie i was talking to her and you know what that's what satan wants you to believe satan wants you to believe that you are not good enough you did not say the prayer right you're not actually going to heaven so then you'll just give up and just start living for the world but she said i know you i know that you love god i know that you are striving to have a relationship with him and you're not trying to practice the ways of the world. This is for people who are just living for the world and just said the prayer once and they're just continuing to live the way they did. They didn't change anything. But I knew that I wasn't living for the world intentionally, that I really wanted to have a relationship with Jesus. So one verse that she told me is James 1.6. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. For the one who doubts is like a wave to the sea, gets blown and tossed by the wind. And Romans 10.10 For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess that you are saved. And so these verses have helped me so much. Just, I shouldn't doubt. I know that I love Jesus. I know that I believe that He is my Savior. He is my God and I love him so much and I want to live my life for him. I'm starting a podcast to share the good news with Kaylin and I I know that I'm not intentionally living for the world and yes, I mess up, but we all mess up. We're all from sin and because I'm trying to live for Jesus, I know that I I'm going to heaven to be with him, to praise him for the rest of eternity. And so now that I know that, I decided that I would get baptized. 
because I wanted to also just publicly show everyone around me that I am a Christian. I love Jesus. I believe in Jesus. And so on June 10th, 2018, so two years ago from today, I got baptized at my summer camp that I go to. And it was amazing. I just love that all my family and friends and the people that matter to me were there and they got to see me professing my faith and it was amazing but just because I was baptized did not mean everything was perfect I went to camp for the summer and as I was at camp I found out that I was going to be moving Moving away from the town that I knew and I loved to a place that I didn't, I've never even heard of before. And I was going into grade nine. I was completely terrified. I didn't know like what I was going to do because I'm shy and I'm not the best at making friends. And that was my first thought, like, how am I going to make friends? How am I going to have the best grade nine year? Because everyone always talks about how great high school is and I wanted to have a great high school experience. So I found it really hard to trust in God and but he God was like no I'm gonna teach you to trust in me there are so many events that happened in the past year that God is like no just trust in me one of probably the biggest events was we knew that God wanted us to move to this new city because of my dad's job and God just opened so many doors that we knew okay we need to go but the one thing that we didn't have was a house. We knew we just wanted to rent because we didn't know how long we were going to be staying in this new city. And it actually turns out that we moved back to where we were after a year. So it was a good thing that we only rented. But because I have a big family, no one really wanted to rent to us because they thought that we would break the house. And so we could not find a house to stay at. And so. We were on the road, it's a four hour drive. We have everything packed in the U-Haul. My rest of my family is in a van with, it's also packed with boxes and we're driving. We do not have a house. So my dad calls the realtor and it's like, okay, we are gonna go with whatever house is available, but we're on the road and we need a house for tonight. So God provided a house for us and we just trust him so much. We went when he called and we didn't even have a house. And that was probably one of the biggest ways that we had to trust God, but also throughout the year, there were so many different ways. And so I felt that last year, I really learned to trust Him. So in this pandemic, honestly, I'm not worried because I know that God's in control. One of my favorite verses is Genesis 50, 19 to 21. It says, but Joseph said to them, do not be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended harm to me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then do not be afraid. I'll provide for you and your children. Thus he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Also, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. God knows the plan for you. God knows what's going to happen to you. You just need to trust Him. It's all going to happen for good. 
And I feel like right now in this pandemic, for a lot of people, they're worried. They don't know what's going on and they just need something. And honestly, when you know that God is in control of everything, when you know you can trust in God and everything is going to be okay, then you don't need to have fear. And so with the faithful and fearless, I have learned to become so faithful that I'm not fearful of this pandemic. I wasn't fearful of moving anymore. I know that God is in control. So So now I think I'm doing pretty well in my faith. I'm honestly kind of thankful for this pandemic because I'm able to read God's word and really dig into it and learn what he's trying to teach me. I also love reading different devotionals and listening to podcasts. And honestly, I'm just trusting in God. And so I hope that this podcast maybe taught you something, maybe is teaching you that to trust in God but thank you so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode where we shared our testimony. Te- sharing your testimony can be really nerve-wracking because you're being vulnerable with everyone around you and sharing with everyone your ups and downs and your struggles and your relationship with Christ. But through our testimonies, we can inspire others to come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior and just It's amazing how your testimony can just be a light to others. So thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Sometimes, as Amy said, it can be hard to share something that is so close to your heart and so personal, but it can really open doors for other people. So never underestimate the power of your story. We are really learning that as we go, and it is so amazing to sit back and watch how our lives are changing and hopefully see how other people's lives can change too. We have an Instagram page called faithful.andfearless. And if you give that a follow, you can drop us some questions in our DMs and we'll be more than happy to answer them during the next episode. And we can totally do that every episode. We can answer your questions. It doesn't matter how personal they are, if they're about God, if you're already a Christian or if you're someone who's hoping to be Christian, we are open to listening and talking with absolutely anybody. And we can't wait to get started more with this. Thank you so much for listening. And also, next week, we're going to be doing an episode on just what faith means to us. So make sure you check it out next Wednesday.